Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name coming at you fresh in the year of our Lord 2020. We are back, bigger, bigger, better, better than ever. Uh, it's me, your bigger, better, and better than ever host, Demon Knight. Gonna whip you up a nice superhero along with my friends, the bigger and better, etc., etc. Jade Sarson and Joshua Randall. Do you guys feel a little bit bigger, a little bit better, a little bit better? I'm not sure if you've edited this out at this point, but I almost expected you to fuse our two names together because you fused quite a few of those words there. Now, because you said that, I kind of, <laughs> I'm left with the dilemma of whether or not I'd leave that in for, listen, don't you, don't you be coming in editing over my shoulder, Jade? My bad. Don't you be doing, listen, do you feel bigger and better than ever um, in 2020? No, I feel deflated. What, what, Jade? I need a superhero to save me. They okay. See, I I got a little bit panicked then, but we're staying on brand. So, as always, we're going to uh, bring together a new superhero from scratch using whatever trash some name generators from the internet gives us. It's going to be a good one. Oh, apologies for not doing an episode last week, but it's been a it's been a bit of a build up to. Getting to this point in the year 2020, Jade and I have been a little bit uh, busy on the uh, home front. We, we just moved house, basically. Yeah, we moved house. Home front was a clever pun because, uh, yeah, we went from one home to another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that shit's tiring. You know all those like, comics whoo. we recommend? Turns out they're heavy. <laughs> they're super duper heavy. So I imagine Dean's box was quite light. Uh, yeah. No, it's full of DVDs and action figures and <laughs> um, various miscellaneous posters of Jake Gyllenhaal. Just air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, uh, it was essentially a bindle from like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon at that point. <laughs> so, uh, have we have we been reading comics this week or have we been all a little bit too busy to actually get into anything? I don't know. Have you been reading something, Dean? I've been I've been moving house, Jade. I've been uh, hard at it. It's the first so, so of 2020. So have I, and yet I have been reading something. What have you been reading, Jade? Um, well, it is a tiny cop-out, because I am recommending something, but it is something I've recommended before. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. No, no, so no, no, you, no, 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 no. You it attack is, me. You no, attack no, 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 listen. It's because it's a new book. It's volume 11 of a thing. I think I oh, can be forgiven. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm going to recommend volume two of Naruto next No, week. fuck off. So- I just, I thought... <laughs> you know, no, if anything, let him... Uh, recommend volume two of Naruto. It'll be refreshing to hear Dean talk about comics. <laughs> It'll be a sweet nectar. Anyway, do you want to hear about this volume 11 of a series? Mm. Go on. Uh, it's Sweetness and Lightning. I got volume 11 for Christmas from a friend. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought I'd talk about this one because uh, it was a bit of a weird volume. Um, I love this series. Uh, back when I recommended it before, I mentioned how refreshing it was um for those who don't remember it's about uh, a father and his little girl who's kind of nursery age uh and they meet this uh high schooler who happens to go to the school that the father teaches at uh and they all start uh learning to cook together Hmm. and uh yeah it's been really sweet there's lots of really cool recipes as you go along um but like the the overarching plot has been really cool because you've actually seen the little girl grow up and she's in like um what would you call it like she's actually in proper school now 
And she's learning more advanced concepts. Like in, in early volumes, it was dealing with like, so-and-so stole my toy or whatever. And now we're going to make a meal to feel, feel better about it. But now it's complicated things like, daddy didn't remember a thing that I mentioned. Does that mean he doesn't care about me? Or is that or is it that I'm putting too much pressure on him when he's tired? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like learning all these advanced things. And she actually thinks about like how them cooking together is improving their relationship. Um, and this volume has been really weird because it all felt like it was heading to an ending. So there was like yeah. a lot of resolving of subplots. Um, and then the high schooler was talking a lot about her feelings for the two of them and like how strong their connection was. And they're all talking about leaving high school, like all the high school age kids in this. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh no, oh no, is this ending? And what was really cool was that it was like resolving a lot of stuff and it firmly establishes what the relationship is between these three main characters. And then at the end, it was like, wait for the next volume. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it I mean, just I keeps think- going. <laughs> As long as it doesn't go down the route of, like, I don't want to mention its name, but Usagi Drop, yeah. in regards to its, like, time-skipping of familial relationships and stuff. What, uh, what, what, uh, I haven't read it, but your implication is very, um, hmm. It's unpleasant. Oh, no. Let's leave it at that. Maybe on those last few pl- pages of uh, Sweetness and Lightning, like, the uh, artist just got, like, the letter through saying, yeah, you've... You've got another volume, mate. <laughs> the contract's oh, well been extended. Done. The start of this volume did really well. I guess, you know, you should just keep on going. Just just keep going, mate. Well, we'll, we'll see, I guess. But I can tell you that volumes 1 to 11 have been outstanding and very sweet. I remember you saying um, the first time you recommended it, uh, it was comfy. Oh, yeah. It's the comfiest like, there's a reason that it's the first book that I've read in this house. I needed comfy. <laughs> uh, Josh, what was the uh, first book you read in your house? Um, what, well, that was seven years ago. Oh. Um, I imagine it was a Booster Gold comic. Oh, no, I could see that, yeah. <laughs> what have you, you been reading, like, recently? My first though? book of 2020, however, is... Well, at first, I was thinking... There was another book that I've been reading recently that I thought it's been it's been a while since we've been since we've created a superhero. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's been at least a good month and a half, you know. Ooh. So like, f- forgive me, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been one and a half months since my last superhero generation. Um, <laughs> but then I thought no, I'm going to leave that for a bit longer, and I'm going to look at something that I got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You'll know it because you got it for me. Um, So I have been reading Nancy, a comic collection by Olivia James. Um, This is a very good collection of comics. You've, listeners, you've probably seen it floating around on Twitter. It is, I mean, Sluggo is lit. (laughs) If if that that means anything to you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Nancy's interesting because before Sluggo is lit, it wasn't really... I mean, it's it ran it runs in an American newspaper. Yeah, I think I, so. When I was trying to think about how to recommend it, I was trying to compare it to something from the UK. I don't those weird like um, CGI comics in the fucking sun. I don't know. Yeah, that is <laughs> like... literally all I can think of. Like there are some. I think there's a vampire one now. Um, it's got like a tone, 
like you're finding the Beano or the Dandy. Yeah. I think. But yeah, uh, so it runs in an American newspaper. It's pretty much uh, like three to four panel comics all about uh, this eight-year-old called Nancy, their best friend Sluggo, the aforementioned who is lit, mm-hmm. um, Nancy's aunt, Aunt Fritz, and a vast array of characters who jump in and out of strips all the time. Um, yeah. It's a really funny selection of comics. The main reason why it seems to have exploded recently is because I think it had been running so long, I don't want to use the word tired, but I believe um, now that the the new author's come on, it's been a, it's kind of given it a breath of fresh air and kind of brought it into the modern era. Definitely. Like, when we when we say, like, brought into the modern era, like, in the purest sense, mm. like, because the, the aesthetic is, like, still of its time. So they, you know, Nancy still looks the same as she did, like, however many decades ago and all the characters look the same slugger has his dumb like flat cap yeah slugger still looks like he belongs in like oliver twist yeah but then they start talking about like fucking instagram they have smartphones well one of the main slugger is lit (laughs) yes uh one of the main arcs is that um nancy has joined a robotics team and is making robots um but (laughs) it's yeah it's just really fun and like it's a really good example of succinct storytelling because you've obviously got mm. those three to four panels it's really interesting what um olivia does with it mm. like some of them just some of them are like really good punchlines. some of them are just the repeated joke that uh nancy um is very self-centered um there's a lot of really fun metatextual jokes um where I love those they'll ones. <laughs> yep where nancy will move like gutters there's one where she spends the second panel... You know those little mechanical clicker pencils? Mm. Yeah. She's making a mess by breaking the little nib off it every time that she tries to draw. <laughs> and in the very last panel, she just um, takes takes all the pencil um, sharpenings, as it were, and just wipes them off the comic strip and into off the gutters and into the page that you're reading it on. <laughs> it's that kind of goofy stuff. There's one where Sluggo... Um, Nancy's talking about something to do with uh, character control and how, like, what you like, who owns art. And then in the third panel, Sluggo just says, "We literally had this conversation yesterday," and holds up the previous comic strip <laughs> from yesterday. Um, so it is. It's really funny, mm. really sharp. The art is very cute. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot of very fun stuff. I feel like. On this podcast, we haven't talked much about like succinct storytelling and telling a, com- a complete or like funny or dramatic story in like a limited space. Well, I suppose in regards to succinct storytelling, we do talk about superheroes who are the most uh, convoluted, in- in- <laughs> convoluted and inflated form of storytelling I think yeah. ever ever perceived. That's true. Like we we make superheroes and talk about those a lot, and we are also big fans of manga who <laughs> who have like the the habit of running for eight hundred one thousand chapters. Mm. Yeah. Um. But but you say that, and yet we have a self imposed restriction anyway of like a time limit, and so that's true. That's true. E- even though we are inspired by superheroes and manga and whatnot. Our own storytelling challenge is to be succinct, and we yes, don't always do it. There's the metatextual well, element to it, is that yes. the succinct storytelling, we are the succinct storytelling. It's not <laughs> the story that. that we're telling, it's the story we're telling about the story we're telling. 
shit. Like, Whoa. But then there's times where I'm like, and then we'll have a few more arcs, and then at the ending. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I, I guess that's just making a podcast, is just knowing when to stop. And sometimes we don't. And sometimes we <laughs> let you, the listeners, decide what happens to the rest of the story. And I'm sure still, you all do. We're, we're still waiting back for a few of those, by the way. If uh, any of you guys still do have any ideas about how some of those ideas are supposed to end up. <laughs> I, know, I know you've got ideas. I know you all have some really clever plot twists and like character arcs in there. And you just we're just waiting for them as all. Yeah, we, we know that you've got the ideas as much as we know that Dean has comics, but he just won't share them. Mm, exactly. Um, they're 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 in my bindle. They're in my <laughs> Hannibal Barra ass bindle, um, which is somewhere amongst all these boxes. Where the fuck? You can't use this excuse Where forever, Dean. However, speaking of your um, my excuses, <laughs> well, not just your excuses, but your reason. Well, technically, yes, for your excuses, your excuses of house based stuff. Ooh. Um, I'm sure you're probably sick of this stuff at the moment because I'm sure it's all you've been doing for quite a while. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Because I'm about to. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about our new generator, by the way. Of course. Okay, okay. I okay. thought I'd Just go so for clear. a very sharp segue. Um, <laughs> so I know that you've been decorating. Yes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And I don't think we have done this generator yet. Okay. If the first generator of 2020 is a repeat, we're, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, Ooh. let's find out. Have we found out what uh, our name would be if we were a paint colour? Oh. Maybe. I don't recall. I don't think so. Well, there's an easy way to find out. If we if we do our generator and oh, it yeah, turns yeah. <laughs> out to be a name of one of our past heroes, let's let's give this a go. Because, hey, guess what? Guess what, guys? If 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 we do get a repeat, then we just we just switch it up. We just change and, it up, man. No, I mean it's fine because I'm I'm pretty sure in one of our New Year's resolutions it was to revisit name generators. So <laughs> at, at worst, we've uh, solved one of our uh, New Year's resolutions. So congratulations, yes. um, we've done it. This is a simple click click for a new color. Oh, um, okay. They're interesting ones because obviously we all know that paint has silly names sometimes. Yeah, uh, they sure do. Jay, uh, do you remember any of the uh, colours that we got? Oh, sure. Um, do you want me to list some? Please. Go on. Uh, so for the office that I've 95% finished. Check it out on twitter.com for slash So there was a peach that I got that was called Victorian Eclectic. The black was called Rebel. Just Rebel. Yeah. And then white. White. That's it. Just, oh. just white. Just plain white. White. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're pretty silly names. Mm. Um, for example, when I loaded up the generator, it came up with the colour Condemned Silk. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> and I believe it, because they give us a nice little swatch of it as well. Um, I believe it's kind of like an eggshell blue. Mm-hmm. Oh. My issue with trying to figure it out though is that I am colourblind. Oh, so, uh, so I can only assume slightly that it is somewhat blue. We we got uh, a blue for um, our living room that's called Splashing Around. Oh, it's that's a it's cute fun. name. It's a fun little name. Uh, remember remember when the the Pantone of the year was um, Minion Yellow? <laughs> Do you guys remember that? No, no I didn't. I um, I'm going to click for a new color Go and on. let's see who we've got. Okay, so it's a kind, it's a bit of a darker blue, not quite purple. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. This colour is Arrogant Chain. Well, well, well. Arrogant Chain. It's fun. Hmm. Look who it is. It's Arrogant Chain. I think we also got a pretty solid one because I just did another click and the next colour is a kind of a pinky one called Obtainable Father. So, I think Arrogant Chain is probably the best of a uh, mixed bunch. Isn't... Wait, guys, guys, guys. Isn't isn't Arrogant Chain just Jotaro Joestar? No. Jotaro Kujo? No. Isn't that just him? Mm. Leave. Uh, And Jotaro blue. Obtainable Father is uh, a Tinder profile, for sure. Isn't Obtainable Father just Joseph Joestar? Stop with the JoJo references. Just because we went to see JoJo Rabbit and the one joke you made was, which Joseph is this? It's a solid joke, Dean. I'm proud of you. I stole it from Twitter. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Um, okay. Right. So well, let's let's just put uh, Obtainable Father up on the shelf, and we'll 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 get him down. We'll obtain him later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 pick him up later. Um, um, arrogant chain. It's got to be like a punk. I really want to draw a hero that has those cool um, wrist chains. You know, where they just like grab a chain and whoosh it around, and then it wraps around their wrists. Yeah. Like, I, I like, like that. Like Kratos from God of War. Is this hero going to basically be like an edgy version of Sailor Princess? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> now, hmm. Okay, so, yeah. You, 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 you picked up a tangent there, Josh, about chains being sort of like a punk thing. Mm. You know, I'm sure... We all grew up in the Grebo age of, you know, the. the Why would you bring that up? <laughs> where oh, chains hung loose from our trousers. Up, spat up blood. <laughs> that was 20 years ago, Josh. Um, You're old. So. Um, but yeah, what other, I mean, chains is like um, sort of like an industrial thing as well. Mm. Um, you know, there's the idea. I don't know about you, but I always had the image of someone like pulling down the chains to like open big warehouse doors or to like tip over the vat of molten metal, mm. whatever it may be. You know, sort of very. In- Maybe they're an industrial punk who fights crime. Well, that'll do it for me, guys. I gotta go paint my nose. <laughs> wow, geez. wasn't that almost implied by not only just the name, but the podcast we work on? Yeah. <laughs> Who I'm, fights crime isn't you can't choose that as a plot point for yourself. That's literally what we're here to do. <laughs> well done, Dean. You did the bare minimum. It's it's January twenty twenty. I'm I'm still revving up the engine. I see. I, I'm still I'm, I've I've gotta open up the choke a little bit just to get a little bit more fuel into me. Um okay, arrogant chain. Okay, uh, I I don't like to throw too many ideas when I've generated the name myself because I do feel it sounds almost inauthentic. No, because you literally just generated the name, so you had no but time to think about it. our listeners don't know that. L- listen, guys, if we we're going to lie about like generating names, there's a lot worse names we would have lied about. <laughs> yeah. um, now, what about this little idea? Doesn't, it's not going to be a big thing, mm-hmm. but Arrogant Chain, in order to stop robberies, is going to attach chains to people's wallets and their pockets to stop them from being stolen. <laughs> I kind of like that, yes. It's quite nice, little, like pure wholesomey kind of bit. Like they are like a hard edge punk. They're going to have the cool like denim jacket with the anime torn sleeves. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean they don't have to, but we can play around. Um, maybe, maybe they're go on, Josh, go on. But then yeah, I do like the little, the nice, just attaching a little chain to someone's pocket, 
Linking up to their belt. It's like, yep. So this is this is surely set in like Tetsuya Nomura's Harajuku, right? Ooh. Oh, J- Jade. <laughs> Jade. What? Um, for, for the listeners out there, Tetsuya Nomura did all the designs, character designs for like the Kingdom Hearts games and mm. a lot of Final Fantasy. Well, I, th- I think this particularly pertains to like World Ends With You kind of Oof. fashion. Yeah. Mm. So um, I guess they can <gasps> generate chains. Not, well, okay. Just the idea of, so you mentioned World Ends With You and fashion. Mm-hmm. I got a little brainwave of villains being rival fashion houses and rival aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, it's like, it'll be punks versus, like... Um, the mods. Mo- mo- mods <laughs> versus, like, uh, like sporty jockey types versus, mm. like, preppy suity types versus, like, highly artistic types. Fuck, where's my fashion book? Hold on, hold on. This is really important. I need my reference book. See, we managed to get all the non-comic books out. <laughs> but there's just one singular book on a windowsill, and it just says fashion. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got my book. I got my book, right. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. So um, it would be uh, the, the No Waves against the no. Preps, yeah. uh, against B-Boys. B-Boys! Oh, there's Punk. Okay. Cool. Uh, the Cholos. What? What's a Cholo? Uh, the, uh, cholo. Uh, Sounds like a slur. No. Uh... Originated in uh, California, New Mexico, Texas. By the way, this is all taken from Cool, which is um, a book on style, sound, and subversion, and I highly recommend it. Uh, We're going to have our two recommendations, and then instead of Dean's, we're just going to have this fashion book. Yeah, you know what? We'll do that. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's 60s fashion. Cool. Yeah, they replaced zoot suits of their fathers with a harder street style, featuring workwear, (laughs) denim, t-shirts... Tattoos, etc. I'm just imagining that Spider-Man cover where he's put his suit in a bin. And I'm just imagining someone putting this a suit, 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 suit in a bin. <laughs> that, okay, well, that's happening in this comic. We can't do that cover again. No, 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 but, no. But someone's putting a zoot suit in a bin. <laughs> but no, I, I, I had a quick Google, and like, Charlo is basically um, the sort of Los Angeles sort of hispanic kind of style of like shirts uh plain white t-shirts like quite very baggy like shorts Mm. uh do-rags and stuff like that like big trousers and suspenders and stuff like that um yeah there's uh oh here we go uh miyuki zoku which is uh rebellious japanese youth go ivy league in the 60s (laughs) what yeah so it's just basically like preppy japanese youth that sounds pretty baller and of course there'd be like bozo zoku what was uh yeah bozozoku bo- is um i think they're in they're just like delinquents Ooh, leatherman mm. let's have some leatherman in this series oh my god <laughs> that sounds like a jojo villain <laughs> <laughs> the leatherman along with the pillarmen <laughs> this is the rest of the episode now just jade flipping through the uh the fashion book being like we're gonna have these <laughs> and have some of these <laughs> let me just i, I get, might get some cool try ASMR. and uh limit ourselves We'll have five, five altogether. One of those will have to be punk. All right, okay. Do you know what? Let's play a game. How about I just flip this book and then the five <laughs> that I land on will be the rival fashion companies. Do it. Go for Go it. it. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, good sound. Oh, that's a very good one. 
What is it? Riot Girls. Ooh. Mm. Nice. Uh, who originated in uh, Olympia and Washington, D.C. in the 90s. Third wave feminists claim punk on their own terms. Good. So Good. we've got an, uh, basically a side sto- sub-story of punk. Yes. Fighting the punks, which is cool. Yes. Yeah, because you could have like one being like, look, I get it. I get your aesthetic. I get your ethos. It's just you're not doing it the right way. Mm. Our exactly. way is the right way. Okay. T- so... Uh, is someone writing this down? Because uh... oh, jo- well, I mean, Josh. unless um, arrogant chain is part of the right girls. Oh, perhaps. Oh, yes. that, that way, nice that way, we've almost got like a free space. Now you have mm. another one. Okay, all right. Um, I'll write these down. Okay, riot girl. Um, is there a I or a U in there, or is it G R R L? No, it's G R R R L. Come on, Josh. <laughs> Come on. G R R R. Yep. Yes. Three R's and then an L. Good. Yes, yes. Good. Okay, time for some more flipping. Yep. Right, just, flip just a little flip little teeny tiny flip this time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it's Medieval Knights. Scothane. Which is hmm? uh, originated in East Rand and Soweto uh, in the 2000s. How did you spell that? Uh, S-K-H-O-T-H-A-N-E. It's described as street dancers with money to burn. <laughs> oh, I just googled it, and they look very fluorescent. It's yeah. There's so much like flowery pink tie dye kind of looking stuff. Holy good. moly! K- keep very, keep very on rolling, Jade. Keep going. Keep on rolling. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Good, okay. Good here we go. go. Here we go. Here's another one. Hit. Oh, I landed on uh, a music page. You see, the good thing about this book uh, is that each fashion era also comes with like a music playlist to match. Mm, cool. Oh. Very useful. Oh, God. Oh, no. I don't want to draw this. <laughs> the Burners. Burners? You know, like fucking Burning Man. Oh, just fucking like hippie ass. Um, they they just... look like weak Mad Max villains. <laughs> Which in itself is quite a strong aesthetic. I mean, kind of. The, the example, like weak Mad Max villains. In... That sounds quite good. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'll leave it at that. That's a good descriptor, actually. Yeah, they well, lame. But you know, you, you gotta have like a, a first boss. Mm-hmm. You gotta have like a, an initial introductory group just to really wipe the floor with. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got two more coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> casuals, casuals, <laughs> filthy casuals. Yeah, it's just uh, kind of casual clothes. Footy fans in. Uh, Dress their thuggery up in fancy Italian sportswear. <laughs> so we're looking at tracksuits. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Tracksuits. Sure. Assholes. Uh, right, these are definitely the worst villains in my book. Um, <laughs> one more. Right, last one. Make it a good one. Uh, young Lords. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, it's Like literally? Well, that's literally the name. Uh, it's Puerto Rican youth organizing to fight the power. I was that's that's not what I expected. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's from uh, the 60s, obviously. Um, so it's... Oh, dang. Like berets, pins... Um, it's Che Guevara. It's yeah, basically like, Che Guevara. Apparently they wore a lot of like purple. Oh, hmm. I didn't get that from all these black and white photos. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh. fascinating. There we go. What a what a mix. Mm. Um, okay, so these 
All these fashions are caught in time. Dang it, There's we could have s- had... I just landed on bills, which is just people who want to be cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We're, we've got the weak Mad Max villains. There's our kind of dusty uh, <laughs> yes. aesthetic. Can I pitch a setting that's going to be pretty ripping wild? Go on. Mm. There's some sort of um, time fissure in fashion... <laughs> That um, <laughs> means that fashions from different eras are leaking into the current world, and that's causing people to go slightly mad. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it being held and, together by a chain? Well, that's the thing. How better to so maybe there's multiple fractures going on in this um, particular <clears throat> p- particular neighborhood, and they need sewing back together with these uh, very good chains that they can. Uh, generate themselves so so what if what if your original idea of um the chain that like stops wallets and possessions being stolen is -hmm. like the origin story of this hero so they started small Mm. um they've always had this chain power Mm -hmm. and they've always liked you know punk fashion and stuff so that's like that's their alter ego they're they're very into they're they're a riot riot girl um Mm -hmm. I, I'll have to double check that chains are featured in the whole Riot Girl aesthetic, though. Yes, that's um, Well, I mean, oh. even if they're not for arrogant chain, they're arrogant. Oh, yeah, yeah, they you're give, right. They don't give a fuck about no fashion. It's punk. That's very well, true. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're maybe they're one of the few people in this universe that is like a convert. Maybe they were a punk, but are now a Riot Girl. Hmm. You know, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a rare thing in this universe. Like, you pick a fashion and you, and you stay with, with it. it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas this hero meets people who are into different fashions and takes a little bit of that fashion every time because they they learn about things that they like by experimenting. <gasps> oh, that's very good. That that'd be good for your illustration because you can have a little bit of each of these fashions. Yes. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Could they have? Could they kind of realise this as potentially like patches on the back of a jacket? Ooh, very good, very good. That, then that fits with the aesthetic, you, kind of right. If you if you want to mm-hmm. take this illustration idea, like it could just be arrogant chain. You know, there's that Superboy cover which has them with their back face to the reader. Yeah, and they like have their, their thumb pointing yeah. at the back. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, could potentially riff on that. Could steal it. Um, There's still another <laughs> colour. There's still another cover, guys. Come on. We, we, um, love, a, we love a homage. Yes. Mm. But yeah, um, I was wondering if uh, when this rift happens and like other fashions from other eras and potentially other universes uh, seep in to our main setting, um, our hero realizes that their chain power can fix it. Like they thought it was just a very simple, like I can generate chains, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just physical chains, but then they realize somehow that their chains can fix what's going on. Um, and I wonder if it's like you could think about like connections and forming connections. So maybe as they have to fight each of these fashion groups that sh- that show up and try and take over, mm. they have to somehow like reconcile with each of them, whether that's by defeat. Or assimilation or friendship, whatever the method, mm-hmm. they then go back to their own place with like a piece of the chain, like a link oh. in the chain. Okay. So like when when the rift happened, it's actually like the chain is broken that holds our worlds together. 
So it's kind of like a this is getting a very Nomura again. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I love Kingdom Hearts, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it it could make sense. Mm. Like it could make sense. Like perhaps our hero um, feels a shift when when the thing happens, whatever this incident is that that causes the chain to break. Mm. Um, and then maybe they like. I don't know. It could literally be a Keyblade situation. They wake up one day and they have a very special chain that they Ooh. didn't make. Okay, right, right, right. What if like the motif of these rifts is literally like chain links on a chain breaking? What mm-hmm. if it's almost like the world itself was like a chain, a ball of chain mm. that's sort of coming apart of the seams and uh, it ties in with the hero? Um, just trying to think how that does tie in. But do you... Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of. When... I I guess I was thinking more like when you think of a chain visually, you think more of it as like a linear thing. So if a piece yeah. breaks, then the rest comes apart. Hmm. Whereas if you have just a big ball, then that's huge and kind of unfathomable. <laughs> <laughs> no one does balls of chain though. No one does balls of chain. Do you ever do you ever think about that? Mm. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, do you know what? It's not come up. <laughs> Um, we, yeah, um, the only thing with, like, a, a straight link, it's kind of, like, hard to put into this story as, like, some sort of, like, element, as some sort of, like, physical element. I don't think so, because if you think of it as, maybe if we don't say other worlds, and we just say it's all this world, and what's happened is the linear chain has come apart, and mm. that's why people from different times and but eras are what, showing up. What is that linear chain? Time. See, okay. Let let me try and put an idea to you that I think you'll appreciate in terms of the physical chain link. Uh huh. And I think aesthetically it could also work with arrogant chain. Yep. You like Fooly Cooly, right? (laughs) There we go. Yes, I do. I very much. Does what's a face? Haruko. Haruko. Thank you. Not have like a little metallic wristband thing. Has a small uh, chain link attached to it. It does. Shakes when not Kianti, but Kanti? Kanti, yeah. yeah. Kianti. The, <laughs> the wine robot. Yeah, when when the <laughs> when the wine robot goes into the sky with his big old wings, I believe they have a little chain link that goes bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Could it potentially be a bit like that, but whenever a time fisher appears or whenever a time fissure is sealed, another chain link is added on. But then why would they need all the links? Like, what? what is that object? Like, does, is it like a, a threat? Is it like something that... Um, I think is it's more pr- symbolic. Okay. Okay, okay, I have a pitch for you. Go on. Mm-hmm. What if um, our hero accidentally, in their arrogance, caused this rift? I like that. Okay, so they have a special chain that they use. Mm. Um, so they don't just generate infinite chain. They have this one chain that can like grow and shrink, but it's like Ooh. all from the source chain that they have. So the, you were saying the about source like source chain? Yes. God, that's such a comic thing. <laughs> I do do like it. You were saying about them having chains wrapped around their wrists. Mm. Um, what if that's like their spool of chain yeah you know so uh it, it they begin the story and they have like l- like these big chunky like forearms full of chains mm-hmm. then the rift happens and all that gets reduced to like maybe a few links yeah 
So they they begin the story having to like very creatively use a small amount of chain mm. to mm. fix problems. Um, maybe they get frustrated because they can't quite attach, you know, wallets to pockets like they used to, or they can't quite tie two pairs of shoes together on, on criminals. Because, yeah, so they know. have to be a bit smarter about how they do things. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is the arrogant part comes from the fact that this story starts a little while into their history as a hero. So they yeah. are a small-time hero, but they're very arrogant about it. Like, they've saved so many people's wallets and personal <laughs> items from being nicked, and they've tripped up loads of villains. And and they would, because they, they have such a, a, a spool to... Yeah. to you know, generate. Mm. So to, then to rely on. some incident happens where they arrogantly use it and it, it kind of unspools a lot to the point that it then gets to the end and yanks on their wrist and they're like, oh, I've never never used all of this before, but I can Ooh. do it. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm super powerful. I can do this. And then it mm. snaps and suddenly like a shockwave reverberates around the whole world and everyone has felt it. And maybe like... Maybe they have some like friends from their fashion group that I guess it would be punks at the time mm, um, mm. that are like, what the fuck did you just do? And meanwhile, our hero is in shock because their chain has completely snapped mm. and they only have, like you say, maybe a couple of, let's, let's say like three pieces yeah. left mm. attached to their wrist. Um, and then what would kick off the story would be like the first kind of rift opening and uh who steps out first <laughs> i think opening up a comic issue with our punk uh rebel being chased by a bunch of lanky looking mad max villains with mm -hmm. almost like no context is quite a cool opener mm -hmm. <laughs> you i bet you're wondering how i got here <laughs> yeah kind of one of the like to go in with like the Mad Max I thing, bet you're maybe... wondering what the chain of events was that led oh, to this. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I just wanted a bunch of weird Mad Maxing people on like fixie bikes <laughs> chasing our punk down a road. Mm -hmm. So maybe those ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably... I, I... I mean, the only issue there is that they probably have one of them, whilst they all obviously have their own style and look about them, theirs probably has the most... Punch. Like aggressive look, yeah. So yeah. It, it might. So that's like a good one to start with. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because like, if it's a straight up fight with them first, mm. so our arrogant hero would just go for it. And I suppose also it would be quite cool because then anyone afterwards would have that kind of interesting. Oh, these guys are just the casuals are next because we have to go on the yeah, other end yeah. of the scale <laughs> where it's just like yeah, Mad yeah. Max crazy gas masks witness. To <laughs> squatting in your tracks. Footy hoodies. <laughs> Footy yeah. hoodies, yeah. I think um, what I'd like to see uh, is like a progression from like, okay, fine, if that's how it's going to be and our hero is like behaving just like they always have, like very arrogant, even though they've only got three chain links left, they're sti they still think they're super strong. They still think their chain can do anything, even though it can't. Hmm. Um, and so they start aggressively just like the, the Mad Max fashion the, the burners that's it mm. um and so it's a real struggle because that's where they go in violently they go in like i can just wrap my chain around things and punch people and whatever and then you go you go later and they learn not only like about other people and like there's not only one way to 
dress and act, but there's also other ways of saving people. So like it would be yeah. really interesting to see like how they learn about fashion as a political statement. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, three of these that we picked are yes. politically motivated fashion. <laughs> yep. What was the um, the Puerto Rican one? Uh, the, yeah, the Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, uh, the Young Lords. Yeah. 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 That's definitely a uh, a whole political mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very good um a very good theme, Jade. Like, fashion is action. Mm. And so you can have like you could have our hero be called out. Essentially, it's like. They could go in all guns blazing with like the next group. And it's like, why are you fighting us? Like, we're innocent. We've just been thrown here by a portal. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Why is your immediate action to fight us? <laughs> what were the, 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 the Scothane? Like, you're not going to fight Scothane, guys. No, like... I reckon those would show up at the start of a chapter, not antagonistically. It would just be like, yeah. what, what is all that ruckus over there? And it would just be like, oh, Oh, they've taken over the scene. They are dancing <laughs> everywhere. Oh God, they're everywhere. So much dancing is happening. Dance off. Like their their whole arc, I guess, would be them being like a, a public nuisance, even though they're like having a good time and like they're spreading positivity. Yeah, they're doing it like twenty four hours a day. And like, you know, yo, you gotta sleep. You gotta mm-hmm, sleep. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, arrogant chains gonna go in there. Old chains are rattling, wanting to kick some ass, but maybe. Either they get drawn into the dance or like they get talked down from their aggression and their arrogance into like looking at things from a different perspective. But I think that's going to be sort of like the pivot where I things like, start to turn. There's there's um a scene from a film that I would like to describe that I think is the perfect way of dealing with this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's perfect and I don't think we could possibly write anything better. <laughs> uh, so wow. uh, in the way, way back. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's a group doing like uh you know like where they put down like bits of cardboard mm. and then they do a dance off on that um and our sweet little nerd yeah yeah <laughs> our sweet little nerd boy main character goes over because he's a pool guard and he has to tell them to stop and starts taking the cardboard and they're like no 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 we gotta see your moves first and so he has like he has a bit of a go and they don't make fun of him they're like okay let us show you some moves and then they all dance together and it's like okay you took part you can take the cardboard hmm yeah something like that so um well maybe that's part of it maybe um the the scothane guys are like oh come you gotta dance with us like come on show us what you got Mm. but then Maybe arrogant chain gets too competitive. Yeah. Maybe they go about it all wrong. They're trying yes, to yes, like. Yes, yes, yes. They're still trying to beat them. Mm. They're not trying to join them. They're trying to like outdo them, and that's not that's not the 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 vibe. That's not the the point of it. Not very you know? heroic either, is it? Mm. No, exactly. But you know, arrogant chain's got to learn some humility. No, no, no. They've got to learn some understanding. You got to see mm. people's other perspectives in order to help and save them exactly it's a it's a message of peace and it's a, like you said jade it's a mes- message of fashion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i think we can all appreciate in the year 2020 where we all get fashionable wow i can't believe fashion is going to save the world <laughs> uh so, something has to or else we're fucked <laughs> um, I mean, how in the end because i'm conscious of time not not to be the dean but no, no, to, no. to get ready don't to wrap the, up don't be that guy <laughs> Um, how how does fashion save the world? Well, I mentioned earlier about uh, them needing to basically 
get a piece of the chain back every time they deal mm. with each of these rift things? Oh, I got it. Okay. Um, there's one giant rift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the biggest rift uh, that needs closing, um, but Arrogant Chain hasn't got enough chain to do it. So they have to close the smaller rifts and gain back pieces of their uh, their big chains via you know understanding and learning about people and in order to gain enough chain to do up the big one. Mm. Uh, that's one way of doing it. Um, it's a little bit uh, straightforward. No, I like that. I, I'm getting like a visual of when they have enough pieces, what they can do is form like with with the whole thing that they have at that point. They mm. can create a circle of chain around this rift, portal, whatever you want to call it, and then just close it. Maybe, Jade, maybe we can turn this on its head a little bit. Mm-hmm. What if they close all the rifts that there are and they meet all the gangs, but even that is not enough to close the big portal mm-hmm. and they have to go and like become more understanding of even more people in order to uh, close the rift. Mm-hmm. They have to like actually be a good person instead of just like solve. Again, it's that arrogance. It's them doing enough and competing, almost like competing against the portal um, and just oh, taking boxes. So you, oh, so, so you think like they'd get to that point and they'd be like, yeah, I got all the, I beat all the video game levels. I have all the <laughs> keys. I can open the door. And it's like, nah. No, you can't. Exactly. So they have to, um, they actually have to be a good person and, you know, reconcile with maybe other people in their lives that they've wronged or um, maybe even like going so far as to uh, reconcile with these criminals that they've, um, that they've put in jail and just, mm. you know, it's, they have to do more, more than just beat the video game. Oh, so are you saying, I, I kind of like this if this is the case, are you saying that the ending isn't a neat and then they close the portal it's a no you gotta keep doing good it doesn't nothing's fixed like that yeah um i mean you could you could end it without the portal being closed or you could just keep on going until uh we make enough money or we get the contract (laughs) extension on the comic either way um you know it's it's not about just taking the boxes you've got to you gotta. Oh, they gotta understand themselves, don't they? I've just cracked it. the The biggest link in the chain is you. Mm. See, I was gonna throw in as well an idea that um, at the end of the story, the potential for them having to get rid of their chain completely oh. would be a good thing because, like, fashion is not pieces of clothing. It's like it's like an ethos. It's like a an aesthetic, <laughs> a feeling. And so if they lost their chain, they'd like lose their powers, they'd lose their visual representation, but they need to get to a point in the story where they learn that like that doesn't make them who they are. I think our two ideas just kind of combined. Like yeah. they gain a lot of chain by understanding others, mm. but via understanding themselves, they realize that they're not the chain. Uh I think that's gonna I think our chain has come to an end right now. Um thank you so much for listening to uh your first podcast of 2020 i'm sure you haven't been listening to any other ones have you <laughs> you better not I'll, I'll know and i'll cry uh josh can you tell them how to uh reviewers and stuff before i start crying because i know someone's done it <laughs> um if you want to strengthen the chain links between us you can go to your preferred uh podcast platform 
be it Apple Podcasts, be it Spotify, be it SoundCloud. Um, I recently found out that we're on Google Podcasts, so that's a thing now as well. Um, that is a thing. It is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. But, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know what Yeet was until a couple of months ago. Um, <laughs> Josh. If you leave us a review on any of those platforms, uh, what we'll do is we'll take whichever handle you leave. Um, or if potentially you don't want your handle, like if your handle's some kind of weird email you made when you were like 13. Um, no, that's better. Then we'll use that. <laughs> but if you don't want us to use your 13-year-old handle, then just leave your name in there somewhere. And then we will stick it through a name generator. Not like the one we've done this week, because all we have to do is click. Um, but one of our other favourite ones, um, where you have to use your name. Uh, so yeah, you two can be our hero. Yes, you can. But it's not just those platforms. We also appreciate it like spreading the good word um, on yeah. Twitter or any of your other social medias. Um, BBR underscore podcast is where you can find us. Um, by all means, talk to us on there. Talk about Talk to other people mentioning us on there. Just slip us into your conversations real casual like. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just started listening to podcasts in 2020 and I started <laughs> with this real good one called BBR underscore podcast. You might like it. Just, you know, Smooth. smoothly. Yeah. And speaking of our, speaking of our Twitter, um, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know. On the Wednesday following our episode's release, we'll talk about recommendations. This So this week, you're going to get a bit of Nancy. You're going to get a bit more sweetness with sweetness and lightning. You're going to get some And I'll fashion. post a picture of my bindle. <laughs> um, what more could you ask for? <laughs> oh, that's right. The following Monday after that, we're going to get an illustration from Jade. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jade, are you damn. looking forward to this illustration? Um, I may have set myself some lofty goals for this <laughs> illustration. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, yeah. we, we have faith in you. Yeah, I mean, like... We mention a lot of ideas very lightly. So, like, in two weeks' time, if you just kind of, like, miss out one or two of those ideas, I'm sure we won't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Play on our failures as human beings, Jade. It's fine. Oh, jeez. All right. (laughs) No, I'm very much looking forward to it because I know how much you like, uh, you know, digging into those uh, reference books for fashion and just... I do. I'm I'm, I'm glad you got to uh, go into that. Um, Just... That, like I did not know about half of those that we brought out today, so no. you know. Yeah, it's honestly one of my favorite books. Just, just even for like casual reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the nice modern uh, fashions are great. Like when you go back to like uh, Victorian or Edwardian, it all gets a bit complicated, a bit complex, and like you and know, oppressive, fr- you know. Yeah, mm. frills and layers and corsets and wigs and ugh, get out of here. Ugh. Speaking of getting out of here, <laughs> you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm Dean, a horticulture McKnight. What? What? A horticulture. Horticulture is like plants? gardening. I'm Dean. Have you, t- have you talked about gardening during this podcast and edited it whilst we were talking? Are you talking about horticulture? I'm Dean, horticulture McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jade. The hot couture was inside you all along, Sarson. And I'm Josh. I will go with horticulture. <laughs> I guess that's a you fashion of itself, Randall. Uh, that's, that's some poison ivy fashion right there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I know, Vocabulary, okay, goodbye. It's just me wearing a single oak leaf. Um, <laughs> goodbye, everyone. On that note, bye. Bye.